Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is Claudia's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. I had just moved to a new city and barely even knew where the grocery store was yet. When my car wouldn't start one morning, I didn't know who to ask about local shops. But I remembered a name from back home, O'Reilly Auto Parts. I called and they pointed me to a great mechanic just down the street. Now, I feel a little more at home. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Warning, this chapter of Distance Nerding was recorded live, which means there may be strong language, unsuitable for children, and unusual humor, which may be unsuitable for everyone who claims to be human. Parental discretion is advised. I'm here embarrassing my lovely future wife. Hi. <laughs> hey, how's it going, Jack? It's going. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, you are now watching Distance Nerding. James is on the Distance Nerdington jet. Yeah, Distance Nerdington jet. James could not make it here. Uh, he had to make a quick trip out to Moscow. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's not there. He's not here. Yeah. <laughs> He's not here, but uh, how's everyone doing tonight? <laughs> I was gonna say she's La Yak. I'm, I'm. That's Young Phil. <laughs> and we're here to, to nerd, nerd together. together. We're talking about anything pop culture, movies, music, food, wrestling, whatever you're nerding out on. We want to talk about it now. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to find us, go ahead and find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Linktree, all at Distance Nerding. Uh, now, before I get into the next part, I gotta bring on our very special uh uh kind of not kind of he is our co-host for the night aside from me and Layak. uh i need to have everybody welcome to the uh stream to the to the, to the show wayne the unknown how's it going everyone <laughs> what is up wayne how's it going man it's been pretty good so far i'm enjoying my i've enjoyed my two days off from work you know go back tomorrow but other than that the days have been pretty good so far that's good that's good man yeah. what happened ray wrecking the comments ray oh yeah he said he's gonna he's gonna wreck the comments tonight this is gonna be fun <laughs> i love it when ray is here wrecking the comments i like how he said layak attack yeah <laughs> A mule. 
Uh, Ray, because Ray is currently at work, so it means he is watching the show uh, and, and you know, skipping work. I hope uh, there are no people's bags that get left behind. I mean, if, you, if they do, you know who you know who be at fault. Exactly. <laughs> we, we immediately blame uh, Ray's got a Ray lot of Ray, Ray's got a lot of baggage. Ah! <laughs> uh, uh, the puns. Yes. Uh. Jackie gets uh, uh, crowd laugh there. Thanks, yeah. All right. Um, so on deck this week, um, we have the download. Is Hawkeye going off the tracks? But oh, and then we have um, starting rumors. Uh, young Phyllis the Wise has Star Wars rumors. Phyllis the Wise. Okay, I see, I see what he did there. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I, I see what James did there, and uh, I'll go with it. It's fine. It's all right. But, but first, let me get a shout out. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to shout out the things that keep us going. And those, th- oh, what do we got here? Just oh, yes. Okay. So now before I jump into the shout outs right here, uh, ladies and gentlemen, our other surprise guest of the night, uh, you know him, you love him from STS Wrestling. It's Jester G-Man. <laughs> oh, wrong one. <laughs> How's it going? I know they, they just started laughing as soon as you came in. Yeah, hey, I get that response. Mm. I, I like your shirt. What? Yeah, I even wore the shirt for you tonight. So. What? Exactly. What? Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh man. Oh god. What did Ray say now? He said, "I'll try to remember to not walk into rotor blades whilst commenting." Oh goodness gracious. Uh, for for those of you who don't know, uh, the the SoCal Simba, our friend uh, Ray, the King of Lions, uh, he works at an airport, so <laughs> it's easy to make those jokes but anyways uh before uh i had to bring in jester and jester how are you doing tonight man uh doing pretty good as you know it's kind of late where i am so yeah. <laughs> how late is it it's uh it's like three hours ahead of y'all so exciting exactly. how does it feel to live in the future or in the uh future? you know i don't know i mean i guess you know hey I, i'm not really good at predicting the future so i guess it's not too great so <laughs> <laughs> all right so we were going over uh what we had on deck um oh no no so we we already went on deck, we so we're doing, doing shout outs. Oh, and, uh, shout and basically, outs. what okay. we're doing is, ladies and gentlemen, this stream is brought to you by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview question and episode starting prompt in the palm of your hand. So, whether you are a new podcaster or an existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to want to check out poddex.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you are unfamiliar with Poddex, you got to get on it, man. Poddex are amazing. Uh, not only are they good for interviews, and we use them in our interviews and everything like that, but if you want to be a you know you want to be the cool person at your next work retreat and start the icebreaker you know things like that or uh you want to go to a party and you know just be like hey i've got party games there you go pod decks are for you now guys the app itself is 40 dollars a year uh and and that's it for access to every deck they have uh now if you use the code nerding10 at checkout when you go to poddex.com that's 10 percent off of everything that you can purchase on their website so that would be not just merch and decks and everything like that um you know stickers uh they have some pretty cool podcast merch actually that shirt jackie that i wear that says podcaster on it mm-hmm. that's a that's a pod deck shirt the one you wore i think to your bachelor party actually i did wear that to my bachelor you party did. that's pretty funny and it doesn't have glitter on it somehow well, somehow i know right glitter list like how do you go to a street <laughs> club and glitter all over you? i thought you said something entirely different when you said uh glitterous <laughs> ah yes yes i see <laughs> 
that is much dirtier than uh, than my intention. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's go here. Now, Jackie, do you want to take the next one? Uh, what, what is that? No, the mouse is right there. Oh, oh which one? All right. Oh, well, okay. I'll let, yeah, you could do this. <laughs> it's okay, guys. It's all right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you are wondering, you know, sometimes you wonder, you know, if Poddex powers the podcast, then geez, what powers young Phil? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I have an answer for you. It is Dubby. Ladies and gentlemen, Dubby is an emerging brand of energy drinks created to help focus, concentration, reaction time with no jitters or crash obviously i have none in my system right now um w uh, w contains no maltodextrin no sugar no fillers no artificial colors or dyes ladies and gentlemen what you got to do is go to www.w.gg and use the code nerding10 to get 10 percent off they have merch they have five count it five delicious flavors of the w uh as well as uh shaker bottles and all kinds of different things guys you gotta get w i drink w it is great uh helps me stay focused when i'm uh, having a long night of uh, Destiny uh, or or uh, Halo or whatever game that I'm playing at the time, uh, it works and and it actually helps me helps me when I'm building my Lego kits on Mondays. <laughs> so that being said, ladies and gentlemen, now we know uh, we know who powers the show and everything like that. I, I believe it is now time for the Geek So it looks like first up we have Stockton Con, uh, which was August 13th through the 14th. So jealous. You guys got to do that. Yeah, dude. Stockton Con was a great time. So the guests that were there, Ron Perlman, Ryan Hurst, both from uh, Sons of Anarchy, uh, Thunder Rosa, JBL. Um, he doesn't have her on here, but uh, um, Mickey James was there. You know, like they had basically wrestling royalty. Thunder Rosa is the current champion, man. That's a big deal. Uh, John Hedder was there. He as Jackie wants to say, but I mean, I'm Napoleon Dynamite, man. And uh, no, actually, I wanted to say header, and you told me it was heater. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's heater. Okay, you just, okay. <laughs> I might be wrong, but I'm just saying. Uh, our Adams, I mean, so many more guests that were there. Um, a lot of artists and vendors and everything like that, guys. It was a great time. I went as Unipool, uh, and and pretty much spent an entire day, uh, covered in sweat and taking pictures, uh, as as you as a unicorn covered Deadpool. Uh, and it was great, uh, you know. I, Actually, Ming Chen was there from uh, Comic Man, uh, and and he loved my costume. Dude, he was he was he was loving it. Nice. Um, but yeah, man, it was it was great. We had a good time. So around the pictures, I saw you guys had a had fun, and I saw a video on the Stockton Con's uh, Instagram where uh, JPL was dancing with a cosplayer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Mickey James got in, involved in that too. She was the one with the cowboy hat. So that was uh, it was it was a good time. It was a good show. They also had uh, uh, SPW wrestling there. Um, they were, they were having a couple matches there and everything like that. There was a ring on the outside and everything like that. Uh, Tyler Yancey, what's up in the chat, man? All right. Uh, now, also, coming up soon, we've got California Republic Comic Con uh, in Placerville, California on September 25th. That's the next show that we are making a major appearance at and that we're going to be interviewing uh, you know, people at and everything like that. Uh, we're going to be having, a, I mean, there's going to be incredible panels that's going to be announced soon. Expect tons of artists and vendors, cosplay contests, 
even with some cash prizes. Uh, so if you're unfamiliar with Colossus Girl shows, uh, there's always a cash prize. There's always really good uh, consolation prizes as well, like the Forever Pass, which will get you into any Colossus Girl show for life. Uh, and then also maybe uh, maybe a couple prizes given out by Distance Nerding. You never know. You got to be at the show to find out. Uh, so we'll see everybody again on September 25th in Placerville, California at California Republic Comic Con. Uh, we'll be getting more details very soon, and I know I can't wait. Can you see it on my face? It's so <laughs> this is my She's like, that's my happy face. You're cool. Lot Tommy Lee Jones from that one movie. This is my happy face. My happy face. <laughs> 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 oh man well that being said uh i don't know about you guys but i think i'm ready and it's time for the download <laughs> right the download welcome to the internet <laughs> all right uh jack i'll take this one okay you get to take fun money. no it's big that's why okay, <laughs> so guys the first story <laughs> that we have on the slate is is actually kind of a big deal but also um just a lot to cover right here so uh oh boy more Disney news. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Disney's Big D23 Expo is coming. It's kicking off with Disney Plus Day on September 8th. Then on D then D23 will be on September 9th through the 11th. Uh, expect a lot of big announcements and reveals coming to the Expo from Marvel, Lucasfilm, Disney, Pixar, and even Park News. Uh, so here are some highlights. Guys, be ready for a doozy. There's a lot of stuff that, they're gonna, that, that they announced is going to be going on here. So on Friday, September 9th, Disney Legends Award Ceremony. So Disney won kicks off at the D23 Expo with the presentation featuring Disney CEO Bob Chapek. Whew, that was a lot to say. The Disney Legend Ceremony will once again honor those visionaries and artists who have made significant contributions to the Disney legacy. Name, names of the 2022 inductees uh, to be announced in the coming weeks in Hall D23. Uh, so then the next thing after that is inside look at the Society of Explorers and Adventurers at Backlot Stage. Uh, so, I mean, are you guys familiar with the uh, Society of Explorers and Adventurers whole concept that they're doing i am not i'm not so you know how disney's making movies about all of the rides in the park right yes well, what they're doing, the last one was what jungle cruise. jungle cruise right oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which they they mentioned the society of explorers and adventures in that uh but the idea is they're trying to do a connected like universal thread to go through mm -hmm. all of these rides and make an excuse to say okay well this is the 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 common tie for each of these rides and they all exist in the same universe uh and the way they're doing that is they're creating this whole thing like this whole kind of like background society in their thing called the the society of explorers and adventures uh and apparently they're like starting to kind of like slowly eat them into the rides um so that's that's kind of one of the things that they're that they're doing now uh yeah one second here oh, sorry guys you could do it when you run no i yeah yeah uh but yeah so the um the inside look at the the so they're gonna do an inside look on that and then of course there's a whole thing on the simpsons uh and that's a chat with the cast and creatives uh of this iconic show and premiere uh Oh, I was stage. sitting here going, why would the Simpsons be on that? Isn't that Fox? And then I realized. Yeah, Disney owns them now. Yes. <laughs> uh, I know they made a big announcement that uh, they're, the, the next season, they're going to be um, talking about why, um, how they're able to predict all so many things that have happened in real life. They're like supposed to be like addressing it and making a joke about it. Oh, wow. I'd, I'd really want to know the mystery behind Jeez. that too. Because they yeah. have really predicted Perfect. a lot of things. And I'm assuming really it's- the show's going on since the Tracy Oldman show. Yeah. Like, like I'm assuming it's a joke i don't think that it's you know they're really going to give the secret i think they just had yeah. a lot of 
of luck with that. Um, but I mean, like, you know, that, that it's going to be funny, like the way that they decide to, to, to do that. Uh, so then the next thing here, uh, they got a studio showcase, Disney animation and Pixar. Uh, guests will be treated to a new detail to new details. First looks, sneak peeks, surprises and announcements regarding upcoming theatrical and Disney plus titles from Disney live action, uh, Pixar animation studios and Walt Disney animation studios, studio heads, filmmakers and cast members will come along, uh, come together on stage, uh, with the inside scoop on some of these studios most exciting uh titles and that's going to be in hall d23 uh again i'm excited for this because like disney animation studios has been making leaps and bounds and i think a lot of that is because some of the old uh, uh staff from pixar went over to disney animation studios mm-hmm. and they like they've been coming up with really good stuff you know i know i always get scared that disney's just gonna forget not forget not forget i don't always forget i'm always afraid they're it's like you think that i'm always afraid they're not gonna come up with new stuff but then they come out with stuff like Encanto and Coco and all the like the newer like rages even Frozen um and it's like it's almost like a relief <laughs> yeah I mean they, they they and they come out with good stuff you know like you don't always think that they're gonna come out with like the best stuff that's out there um but I mean they do they end up coming out with really good content well and I even the other day um I was having my final weekend as a as a single female um and I watched Inside Out and I mean even that was like a like a good like um uh that was also a good movie but every time like you think that like oh they can't possibly come up with anything new and exciting you know and then they do and it's like oh it's almost like a relief um like (laughs) yeah yeah, and i mean they they just announced this movie strange i think it's like strange worlds or something like that Mm -hmm. um and it looks interesting it's it's very uh like 1950s Mm sci-fi um kind of like major robinson's kind of yeah you know it, it it almost is uh i mean it's got like that disney that signature disney animation style to it so like that wreck it ralph kind of animation style mm-hmm. but it's um yeah like like the whole idea is it's supposed to be like this very 1950s art deco style um like thing like even the trailer starts off with like the old timey like new adventure like that whole thing like that that they do with that that's not really nice it's, it's that- uh, art deco is uh, more like 1920s okay and that's more like 1930s 1940s 1950s would what you would probably consider like mid-century so so she knows true yeah she does know like like stuff that fits in it blows my mind that people like i have a friend at work who i am like slowly introducing her to like golden age hollywood movies and i had her watch this i had her watch a movie the movie gaslight and she was blown away that they made movies in the 1940s (laughs) oh man does it like does it like destroy her mind that there were movies in the 20s yeah like she like yeah so it's just it's just funny but yeah you know our 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 deco is more like 19 okay you should That's introduce like, your friend to uh metropolis then oh, okay, so metropolis. metropolis is scary it's it's a weird movie. i don't know why but silent films terrify me for some reason um and then i think I first... like, go ahead oh go ahead sorry oh no i was just gonna say um squirrel moment about metropolis is i think in the last seven years they found um like a portion of that movie that was missing in like brazil or something like really? that yeah that's super interesting yeah <laughs> I, I yeah man that's 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 crazy yeah. um so yeah so 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 we've got that right there and then the the last thing on the ninth is the d23 expo mouse grade uh the 
ultimate Disney costume contest with the host Nina West and judges uh, and guest judges Yvette Nicole Brown, Ashley Eckstein, uh, and Ali uh, Ali Mack. Uh, Ashley Eckstein, that's actually pretty funny that she's in there. That's um, uh, the real Ahsoka Tano. Mm. Oh, yeah, the voice. Yeah, she's the voice of Ahsoka Tano. So where, where is this D3 thing at? Uh, D23 is in Anaheim. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, because of course it is. <laughs> Well, I mean, we, we tried to, uh, we tried, we actually tried to get tickets mm-hmm. and, uh, and we can, we can get them. Oh, we got a Sun Raider. Oh, sp- I know, right? Is our Southern California expensive. ambassador. Yeah, the, the, the SoCal Timba. <laughs> D23, Star Wars Expo, or like, I was looking at prices for Star Wars, uh, the Star Wars celebration. Holy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. London next year, too. So does it change mm-hmm. places every year? Uh, celebration does. Oh. Star Wars celebration changes uh, every year. How many times have they had it i'm not sure they've been doing that at least 10 years though mm-hmm. uh i know they had it basically in- since disney took basically since disney took over right disney took over when disney bought oh Star Wars. okay i say take over because you know how much disney oh how much disney owns a bunch of stuff now no not disney i'm just saying they own a lot of stuff yeah they do own a lot of stuff uh so that's it for the ninth so saturday september 10th we've got marvel studios lucasfilm and 20th century studios doing a presentation uh so filmmakers celebrity talent and guest uh and surprise guests will join representatives on stage on Hall D23 to showcase the Apple and Disney Plus titles. Going behind the scenes of these studios highly anticipated films, special theories. Attendees will see exclusive footage and be among the first to learn uh, what else is in the works. Uh, and that's what we were talking about is um, a lot of the stuff that Marvel announced um, we know they're holding back because between Disney Plus Day, which is on the 8th, uh, and between Saturday, September 10th, they're probably going to release or announce a whole lot more and then on top of that there's also disney investor day at the end of the year uh and that um that's i'm a where disney they do investor well, you, i have you, two shares you, you can watch oh, yes exclusive <laughs> access we might have to send jackie uh, uh to anaheim to cover for us <laughs> um but yeah no they usually do announcements at uh disney investor day too and it's usually their big big announcements because those are for the shareholders so uh so there's that right there now we have a, a peek behind the curtain at the disney uh, uh the walt disney imagineering uh, illusions and special effects development lab at Walt Disney archive stage. Uh, so that seems like it would be kind of fun. Uh, Bob's burgers, which is now also owned by Disney because Disney owns everything. Uh, the cast and creator of the Emmy award winning animated series and the Bob's burgers movie, uh, in a lively panel discussion, um, Marvel comics celebrating 60 years of amazing Spider-Man. Uh, so of course, you know, because Marvel that they own Marvel, uh, in general, they also do their comic announcements at D23, uh, celebrate 60 spectacular sensational web-slinging years of Spider-Man from his humble debut in 1962's Amazing Fantasy number 15 to wall-crawling his way to international superstardom. Marvel's Marvel's executive Spider-Editor Nick Lowe and Editor-in-Chief C.B. Cebulski team up to trace the comic's history uh, of the web head across six decades. Uh, So that's going to be another fun thing. Uh, Disney's Epic Entertainment Showcase. Uh, Disney-branded television will present an exclusive showcase of upcoming content. The showcase will feature a appearances uh by talent and never before seen sneak pre- previews of original content for disney plus disney channel and disney jr 
year, including looks at the new Disney Plus original series, National Treasure, American Born Chinese, and The Santa Claus. How do you guys feel about that? I'm looking forward to the Santa Claus TV series. It's supposed to be a continuation after one, so seeing Tim Allen return is going to be pretty exciting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see Tim Allen, like, because, I mean, you know, he's obviously a lot older than when he did the first couple movies, but, like, it's going to be interesting to see Tim Allen as the Santa Claus again and kind of, you know, reprising that role. The National Treasure series also seems really interesting because it's, even though it's not, um, it's not going to have Nick Cage in it. Uh, I I mean, it might, you know, he might have a cameo in it, but it's supposed to be like the next generation of treasure hunters. What do you, what is America, what do you, what is American born Chinese? Is that? I'm actually, that's a question. Yeah, I'm not, I'm actually not sure what that one is supposed to be. I'm just, Um, I'm wondering if that, is that like the name of something or is it like a doc, like a docu thing? Right. Cause that seems like a documentary. I'm going to have to look. Oh, I was uh, looking it up. It's originally a novel by Jean Lun Yang. It's originally uh, originally a, a book. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So they're probably doing a show on that, like an adaptation of the show. Then it looks mm-hmm. so. Um, outside of that, it looks like there's a celebration of Disney's animation and Kanto. Um, where uh, sorry, it looks like there's there's that where the uh, team behind the um, Academy Award winning Walt Disney Animation Studios tells um, the story from the making of the film plus a few surprises uh premiere backstage um and then some other things that they have lined up are going to be fx's um, american horror story behind the screams it's another uh, thing i forgot they own because fx is like the the more uh hip box channel. i don't know how Fe- fx gets away with the things that they put on hmm. their channel um <laughs> i.e american horror story because i i like I, I i like american horror story my only issue with it is because and i like the i like the idea behind it where it's not it's a series but like every like season is like uh like a new story and people are new characters but the issue that i have is that because it's the same characters or the same actors playing different characters i can't forget who they were the previous season you know so like somebody who was good in the previous season could be like an evil character and so i kind of have a hard time like forgetting their their previous character right um but it looks like it looks like with this fx american horror stories behind the screens um the show's designers artists and stylists will give fans an inside uh give fans an inside details on how these creative things um ha- sorry how they keep things fresh over 11 installments um and an anthology spinoff um you sounds like you have some strong strong feelings about that no it's hard, no i sort of believe that american horror story has been on, been on the air for over 10 years yeah, yeah. Mm. It's a lot no, no, of- i'm not i'm not dissing on i'm not dissing because oh. they even turn it they even turn it into american horror stories as james said it's uh and that's an anthology which which each episode is a different a different thing yeah yeah right um i wonder if they switched over to that format because they were running out of long things like long probably right <laughs> just like the long-term stories were getting harder to write yeah i mean i don't doubt it i mean look at Guillermo del Toro. he's making an anthology he has an anthology series coming out soon on netflix yeah and that looks interesting too uh i think that's also called cabinet of curiosity yep i have that out mm-hmm. but like it's it's the whole thing with that i think what they're starting to learn is that with anthology series you can actually like churn out more stories instead of having to do one whole cohesive story you can do a themed thing and it's more challenging for the writers it worked well in movies such as abc's of death theater and abc's of death too 
Um, so it looks like also um, on the back lot of um, this event um, will be um, Dancing with the Stars 31st um, 31st season celebration. Stars Ooh. of the Hit Competition Series um, celebrate 31 seasons. Whoa, how many how many do they do in a year? I can't believe that's 31 seasons already. They do seasons a year. I remember watching it as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where they um yeah so they're gonna have that with memorable memorable performances award-winning choreography um i have a speech impediment sorry and of course um mirror ball trophies um those that is another thing that will also be on the, the back lot uh back on the premiere stage um you we will also see a zootopia blessed sneak peek um which is going to be first look at the newest animated series coming to disney plus from disney animation with directors uh josie trinidad and Corey. sorry trent Corey. um so that's also something we can look forward to seeing on the premiere stage along with Such a good uh, movie. along with the other things that are on the pr- premiere stage mm-hmm. <laughs> so then that's pretty much it. just going out of the stuff this year <laughs> so that's pretty much it for saturday uh and then sunday the last day they've got uh they've got three events uh and it looks like there's there's one on the premiere stage one on hall d23 the last one uh i think is generally um on, on it doesn't say what stage it's on but uh essentially a boundless future uh disney disney parks experience and products so i mean they're going to be announcing you know the new things happening in the parks right uh disney parks experiences and products chairman josh diamaro presents a look at what will happen around the world in parks on the high seas at home and beyond uh, attendees will be uh, will get a behind the scenes look at what disney imagineers are working on so it's always kind of fun to see what they're working on in the parks what new things are coming um i'm pretty sure they're probably going to announce what they're doing in that parking lot next to uh disneyland because uh they demolished one of the parking lots and they're turning it into a part of the park now mm. Mm. i saw something on a it was i think it was it was clickbait where it said that um space mountain was closing and i was like what so i clicked on it and it was like space mountain tokyo or disneyland tokyo oh yeah <laughs> i was mm, like don't oh, click <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no. Disney's always coming out with like new every year, I swear. <clears throat> yeah. Like I'm waiting uh cuz right now they're, they're building it in Florida right now, but the um the Tron ride from from Disney Hong Kong, mm-hmm. uh they're rebuilding it in um in in uh uh in in Disney Orlando. World right now in Orlando. Uh and I like that ride looks like so much fun. Um and then uh, I know they said that they're going to be uh moving some of the rides, not moving but like recreating some of the rides from uh from some of the other parks at Disneyland pretty soon so that, i think that's part of what they're probably doing in that parking lot okay uh so on the premiere stage we've got walt disney imagineering 70 years of making impossible possible imagineers past and present discuss the core elements of storytelling and innovation that bring dreams to life for guests from all around the world uh so i mean you know we, we get to see some of that imagineering stuff uh that they've been doing like just the crazy insane stuff that they create between between like disney imagineering and industrial light and magic like those two companies have innovated and everything that we take for granted now seems like yeah, okay um i don't know what i was gonna say um then it looks like um on the hall hall d23 there's a disney princess uh disney princess the con the concert live at d23 uh disney concerts will present a special performance of disney princess the concert uh featuring tony nominee susan in okay i don't always say those things right um the cast will perform favorite disney princess and frozen songs okay i'm 
time there, including classics such as A Part of Your World, Let It Go, A Whole New World, uh, Colors of the Wind, and Almost There. <clears throat> the performers, sh- the for- sorry, the performers will share exclusive behind-the-scenes stories from their time on stage and screen, and on their stage and screen. So that'll that'll be fun, uh, to, especially to hear uh, Tony nominee uh, or uh, uh, Tony nominees singing these songs in concert. Mm. Out of these three days, if you could only go to one, which one, which day would you go to? Sleep? By far, it'd be Saturday. What about everybody else? <laughs> uh, <laughs> if I learned anything, I would go to the like three day events. Uh, Saturday. Yeah, probably Saturday. I mean, like Saturday is where all the major announcements are. So yeah. that's usually the one that I would want to go to. Saturday does seem the, has the most fun. Um, although Sunday interests me because of the um, Imagineering uh, one that they have where they discuss all the core elements because mm-hmm. I'm trying to write a book of stories. And so it would be kind of, it would be interesting um, to hear how some of the concepts they use. Yeah, Sunday would be my backup because I do also want to know about what new things are coming to the park. And uh, I've, I'm, I've always been interested in Imagineering. That was uh, literally the first show that I watched on Disney Plus when it came out was the uh, Imagineering um, uh, documentary. I that think we watched it. Mm-hmm. D23 would be a fun, would be a fun thing to cover on on, on my channel. Yeah. yeah. We got fi- to find somebody uh, then. You have them broadcast live. I know. Who do we know that's going to D23? James, I need you to get on that. <laughs> I, may know, I may know a few people, cosplay friends who are considered ongoing. And, and you know what's funny is uh, is is I can technically go to uh, D23 and cosplay as Deadpool because he's a Disney princess. <laughs> and and we can watch both movies on Disney Plus. The, and they're not uh, censored or anything. They're the full line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I 100%, if, if we ever find a way to get the uh, to, to D23, I'm cosplaying as as Deadpool as a Disney princess, <laughs> right? And 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 like straight up, like I, I almost want to do. <laughs> I almost want to do jazz because I would wear the full Deadpool suit, but then have the top, right? Oh or, my goodness! Or or uh, either Jasmine or uh, Ariel, right? So I could have like the seashells over the suit. Cute. <laughs> you know who I was also picturing? Uh, if you were Deadpool and you dressed up as Elsa from Frozen. <laughs> Oh, that would be funny too. Just like walk around. I, I would have a Deadpool mask because it already has the blonde hair on the top. Um, or you could just have a really cheap wig. Yeah. That, I mean, that would work too. Just look like a pig, you know, but with like Deadpool. <laughs> walk around. All right, everybody. Let it go. Let it go. You can't hold me back anymore. <laughs> Um, oh, looks, man. looks like Hawkeye is ready to ride the Disney train again. Uh, Disney Plus's Hawkeye series directors, Bert and Bert and Birdie. Mm-hmm. Are they on Sesame Street? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Give me to it. Robert Ducky. You're the one. You're the one. You make Beth, I'm so much fun. Um, Disney Plus's Hawkeye <laughs> series directors have signed um, back on with Disney to direct a feature film based on the classic Disney park attraction. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Uh, is it Kieran? I feel like I'm saying that wrong. No, you said it correctly. Okay. It's Kieran. Kieran and Michelle mm-hmm. Mulroney. Mulroney, mm-hmm. uh, where you might know from Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows, are writing 
the script. Um, are we looking forward to this? I, I, I kind of wasn't at first. What do you think that this will be about? And that and that's the reason why I kind of wasn't at first because I'm like, okay, I don't know what to expect with something like this. But like, there there are people who I trust that are on this, right? Like Kieran and Michelle Mulroney, uh, I, I loved uh, Game of Shadows. I thought that, that was a good movie. I liked the way that they treated um, um, oh, who's the villain from uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes? Uh, Moriarty. Yeah, Moriarty. Like, uh, I thought I thought I thought they did a really good job of the way they treated Moriarty, Moriarty, um, and everything like that. Like, you know, they made him a genius, but very devious and everything like that. Like, they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, Burton Birdie, I'm very happy with the way that they handled Hawkeye and the way that they did that series. Uh, the action was good. The pacing was good. Uh, so, I mean, like, you know, I think that it's a good it's a good writing team. It's a good directing team. Uh, where I'm afraid is what the story might actually be with this. Well, to find out the story, we can check out the Big Thunder Mountain Opsis. Big Thunder Mountain Opsis. Synopsis. I feel like with the name, it's going to be a fantasy adventure movie like they did with, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I feel like it's going to be a fantasy adventure film like they did with uh, Jungle Cruise. Right? Yeah. No, I I was I was right around along those lines. I was going to say that. I was going to say that as well as like with Jungle Cruise, it was like, how are we going to come up with something for Jungle Cruise? Um, but yeah, I think you're spot on with mm-hmm. that. Um, so it actually isn't a uh, synopsis for a movie. It's just a synopsis for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if anyone wants to know what it looks like, it's a giant uh, rock mountain that has a, basically you run a, a cartoon train on it. Right. Yeah. So a mine cart ride set in a mining town where gold is discovered. The original Big Thunder Mountain opened in 1979 in Disneyland in Anaheim with another version opening soon after at the Magic Kingdom in Orlando. It is one of the most more recognizable coasters in all of Disney's parks, also appearing in the Tokyo and Paris locations. Uh, no plot details on this project have been released, but it is fun. But it is a fun. It, sorry, but it is fun that the Disney attraction movies are branching out into new rides because there isn't any movie or specific lore behind the creation of Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, the upcoming film is is open. What does it say? Is open to tell a brand new oh, story. Okay, is open to tell a brand new story. I can't it's not read. scripted, guys. I swear. Okay. the show is not scripted. And I hope that it's a fun and exciting one. Uh, maybe tied to the Society of Explorers and adventures hmm. so, sounds like this could take place in like the 1800s during the gold rush era from what you guys were saying about how they discovered gold in the mountain so, so have you guys do you guys have you guys ever watched or in the past or whatever like any of like disney's like have you ever seen like the apple dumpling gang yep no yep i've seen that okay i'm, I'm um, young here so i don't know what that's about oh yeah well. i'm probably the oldest <laughs> <laughs> Apple uh, Apple Dumpling Gang is like one of it's like I don't want to say it, it it is one of my favorite movies or it's yeah. one of my favorite movies and I watch and I discovered it when I was older. Um, but I almost feel like it would be kind of interesting for them to do a movie similar to that feel, mm-hmm. but in this setting to represent this ride because that's where I feel like that I feel like th- that ride fits in would fit into that movie. If that yeah. makes sense, right? Right. Well, I know the Society of Explorers and Adventures is supposed to take place. Uh, mostly around the Victorian era, so because okay. that's where like a lot of that stuff is. So, yeah, I mean, that's about the same time. That's what I was gonna say. So like, time frame is probably gonna fit like perfect for something like that. Uh, that would be cool if they did like a Apple Dumpling Gang kind of like adaptation, you know, like updated version of that. Well, just like something that's like West, like just Western. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Western. Western. Yeah, because I'm trying to think outside of Cars, they haven't 
haven't really done any i'm not saying that cars was western but like you know i, I can't I, I, it makes sense to me but i can't explain it <laughs> i haven't thought about that movie for a long time i gotta go watch that movie again now <laughs> the apple yeah. dumpling yeah, yeah. pretty good when movie I, when we had when we had covid i went through and i watched um apple dumpling gang and then i also watched three three bears and a man or something like that mm-hmm. i don't know it was a really it was a really cute it was a really good movie it was super good but i went through and i watched a lot of like the um and then i i, I watched a lot of like the older like disney yeah the disney classics are really good like the old i didn't mm. watch old yeller because it's yeah like, obvious for uh, obvious reasons yeah but like the spoiler the old like the old yeller turn <laughs> movies yeah i don't oh. know can you spoil old yeller at this point i mean you can spoil you can spoil with one word bang <laughs> right, hold on hold on, hold on. Sorry. before you guys say anything Guys, we're about to spoil a what sixty-year-old movie. Let's yes. let's do this. All I know is the first time that I ever watched Old Yeller, I was in the I was in the backyard doing something, and my dad. It was I think it was probably it was honestly it was probably on the wonderful world of, world of Disney that used to be on Sunday nights. And my dad comes in the oh, backyard, wow. and my dad comes in the backyard, and he goes, "Hey, there's a really good movie on TV. It's called Old Old Yeller." And he's like, "You should watch it." And I was like, "Okay." So I came up in the house and I was watching it, and he goes, "But I am gonna let you know, the dog dies." At the end, and I'm like, you okay. <laughs> So you want me to watch? Oh no! You dick! I don't know. You thought it was mm-hmm. really. Good movie, yeah. So I watched it. I mean, it is a good movie. Just it sucks that. Yeah. yeah the the Oh, jeez. I'll give him credit. He warned me. Yeah. He did warn me. So Daniel Flores uh, in the chat and shout outs to my boy Daniel Flores. But uh, I just watched that movie for the first time last Monday. So funny. He's talking about Apple Dumpling Gang. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. James said he needs an Apple Dump Opsis because <laughs> uh, he doesn't know what it is. Apple Dumpling Gang is, it's just a cute, like, little movie. Basically, it, I, I think it, it actually takes, I think it actually, it's in a fictitious town somewhere around Sacramento, actually. I really? believe, yeah. I think it's. I think it's fictitious, but it's more like, reason for him to watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, these <laughs> kids, um, they are sent out west. Um, somebody in this like mining town inherited these kids, and um, the guy, uh, the um, the guy who inherited them, who was like picking up like a package, he basically pawns it off on somebody else to pick up, and then this the ma- the the guy Bill the oh, the Hulk the Hulk the Hulk is in it. <laughs> Luke Ferrigno? No, Bill Bill Bixby. No, Bill Bixby. The human version of Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Bruce Banner. Sorry. Yeah. Or David Banner. What what was his name? What was his name in the original Hulk series? Wasn't it David Banner in the original Hulk series? Yeah. Yeah. His name is actually Bruce Banner, but yeah. Morgan, Stacey Manning, Tim Conway, Don Knotts? I'm not surprised. He played in a lot of Disney movies back in the 70s. That's one I remember. Yeah. He played in a lot of So, Bill, yeah. So, like I said, Bill Bixby, I can't say his name, was in it. He basically he he like tells this guy that he'll pick up his package thinking it's like like it's a valuable package and it ends up being like these three kids and so he's trying like he kind of just doesn't know what to do with these kids um so he's like the caretaker of these kids and then meanwhile Don Knotts and somebody else like and it's like a side story they're like trying to break into this bank mm-hmm. um anyways it's a really cute movie um and I'm probably not doing it any justice so, so guys it's on Disney Plus 
watched uh, both movies are because there's a sequel too. Yeah, there's Apple Dumpling Gang and then the Apple Dumpling Gang rides again. Yeah, guys, go watch it. What? Daniel Flores in the chat again. Oh wait a minute, I I I heard you. I just didn't catch you right there. I thought you did it first, so I freaking. But Daniel Flores, he said they mentioned Tulare County when they married the couple, which made me pop because I'm originally from Tulare County. Okay. Oh wow. And then James said Apple Dumpling Gang boots with the fur. <laughs> you know the one thing I've noticed with their Disney rideways, a good chunk of them, if not all of them, are fantasy type or fantasy adventures. Pirates of the Caribbean, what? Jungle Cruise. What? I don't think other Disney ride movies they've done. A fantasy adventure? Yeah, because it seems like a good chunk of their the, so far, like the recent uh, Disney they made based off the Roger uh, fantasy adventure. Uh, Witch on something mountain. What? Uh, hunt, uh, hunt, uh, hunt for which uh, the hunt to which mountain or something they made. There was the original, Race then they made one Man. in the 90s. Race for Witch Man. There was the original, then there was one in the 90s, which was on, uh, which was a Disney Channel original movie back then. And then they made one a few years back with The Rock, which I've come to notice The Rock is, you know, likes being, it likes being in Disney fantasy films. <laughs> what? Yeah, he's been in a lot seeing. of movies. It's, it's, it's safe from Wish Mountain. Yeah, Rock's been in a lot of like Disney movies lately. Moana, uh, the Pacifier. No, the Pacifier's been the, the game plan. Diesel. He was. Yeah, that one. Yeah, he was. In... I think you also have to realize that Dwayne Johnson, even though he has two little kids, he also has an adult daughter. Yeah. So yes. he probably started. He probably he's now is, a wrestler. Yes. He's in NXT. <laughs> exactly. So he probably originally started being in them because they were movies that his his older daughter could watch, and now he's yeah. got little daughter. Now he's got you know young daughters so he's still appearing in these mm-hmm. so i would be surprised if big thunder man has dwayne the rock johnson play as one of the main characters <laughs> he, he wouldn't just because he's already in jungle cruise and that's the whole thing is they, they, they it's since it's supposed to be the same universe i doubt they would do that okay mm-hmm. so it's like what the disney the, the disney ride universe is what we're calling now yeah well like i said the society of uh, adventurers and explorers it and, says and, maybe tied well okay, like i said all the all the ride movies all the movies except for pirates of the caribbean uh-huh. but like all the movies that are based on rides are supposed to be uh, tied to this new um, group that they made. Um, so along those lines, there is a, one of the podcasts that I listen to, Stuff You Missed in History Class. They have, I'll put it in the Distance Nerdington Post. They have a very good episode on the Haunted Mansion. Um, oh, I forgot about and, that one. Eddie Murphy. Well, there is... So that they, movie sucks, but they're, 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 they're coming out with another one that's, so I think, supposed to be tied into this as well. It, it, talk, it also just talks about how... It just kind of talks about the evolution evolution of um the evolution of the haunted mansion and there's like a there's like a a, a book that also like goes along with it but i'll i'll I'll, ta- I'll find it and i'll tag it in the distance nerdington post if anybody is interested to hear more um about the haunted mansion and kind of its uh road to maybe a movie one twice <laughs> back then i didn't know back then i didn't know it was based like when i heard about pirates of the caribbean and Haunted Mansion. I didn't know they were based on rides until I saw a special feature on the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie where they did, where they showed a tour of Pirates of the Caribbean ride when it first came out in the 60s. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Now, uh, moving on to some TV news. <laughs> Guys, the CW Television Network is about to have a new corporate parent. Mm. Next star, no. the largest owner of local television stations in the U.S. will acquire a 75% stake in the network after six months of negotiation. Current corporate co-owners, parent, uh, parent 
Paramount and Warner Brothers Discovery will each maintain a 12.5% interest in the channel, and Nexstar will continue to order original programming from both companies' television divisions, as well as elsewhere. The CW launched in 2006, getting its name from the first two letters of the names of its original corporate owners, CBS and Warner Brothers. Both companies, as they exist now, have been looking to divest from the network following major corporate uh, mergers, CBS joining with Viacom uh, to to become uh, Viacom CBS, and now Paramount Warner Brothers merging with Discovery to form Warner Brothers Discovery. Uh, the, C- the, the CW's current CEO, Mark Pedowitz, will remain in the position after the deal is finalized, which is expected to happen in quarter three of 2022. How do you guys feel about CW being acquired by a local media group? I mean, I'm not surprised. I know CW scrapped two of the two upcoming shows, God Knight and the live-action Powerpuff Girl show. I heard a lot of bad things about the production on that on the Powerpuff Girl show, though. It, yeah, it was a lot of mixed things, and like, I also think CW was in charge of making the Gotham Knights TV show, which they also like. They didn't even show they didn't, they just showed a trailer, and that was it. It got scrapped. And I think part of that is Warner Brothers too. They they were trying to pull out of certain things uh, when it came to all that, which we do have a story mm. about some of the things that's going on with Warner Brothers and and, and with those. Mm. Sorry, I'm so bitter about the Batgirl movie being canceled. Uh, a lot of people are bitter about it. That's all I'm saying on that matter. But I think CW, uh, I've noticed CW just like Warner Brothers, they're making a lot of changes for the next 10 years to come. Right, especially when it comes to DC. Oh, yeah. They're, 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 trying, they're finally doing what Marvel has been doing for almost 20 years now. They say that, but the thing is, is I, I, with DC, they said the same thing about uh, when they when they started with the Zack Snyder movies and you saw where that route went. Um, and a lot of that was because mm-hmm. of executives. Yeah, mostly executives at Warner Brothers that messed that up, you know, because they were like, we don't think this is going to make money. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, you don't think it's going to make money. Let's let's put the original version on uh, on HBO Max. And it was like, you know, big deal because... <laughs> It, it, it was already too late by that point. So it was, you know, but I mean, that's that's Warner Brothers. When you have executives that don't know anything about storytelling and just want money, they tend to mess up storylines. So or don't read or don't read source material. I mean, for sure they don't read the source material. They're just more like, what do the kids like to watch? <laughs> oh no, let's put the, the kids like these little... things. Let's put these comic book things up. It doesn't have enough tits. <laughs> as much as I love, as much as much as I love Batman, and I'm all for the Dark Knight. I feel like Batman is Warner Brothers go-to character to put on a big screen or TV shows or video games like just 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 show someone else we haven't seen yet or we haven't seen in a long time bring back Constantine bring Zatanna bring bring I don't know bring Captain Freaking Caveman <laughs> Captain Caveman, wow, that's a Good that's a from the past, there, man. Yeah, that's a throwback right there. Yeah. No, I mean the the whole thing is, like I said, they care more about money, so they know whether a Batman movie is good or bad, it's guaranteed to to put butts in seats. So that's the whole thing is that's why they continue to reinvent Batman rather than going after other things. They're afraid of what everything else will do. You know, I mean, um, you think it's, it's partly because they, you think it's partly because they try to compare the Batmans? Is that why they put? No, they're not really comparing 
reinventing Batman's like they reinvent Batman every couple of years because they know yeah. it's going to sell. That's the whole thing. But like, you know, they're afraid to do new Superman movies. They're afraid to do yeah. uh, other DC characters and stuff. Whereas Marvel is like, throw spaghetti at the wall. Why don't we make Shang-Chi? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, well, I know a lot of people talk yeah. about the Batman fans. I know a lot of people talk about, you know, who's the best Batman? Who's the, you know, and it seems like, you know, that list gets longer and longer. So you have to mm-hmm. add some yeah. list. And, you know, yeah. My personal opinion, Kevin, Kevin Connors, my, is my all-time favorite batman he's the only batman to appear on tv shows video games voice he's voiced batman for nearly 30 years he's the, he's the longest role for batman in my opinion kevin conroy is batman and i've said mm-hmm. this on the show mm-hmm. every time i listen to anything or anytime i read a comic book the voice in my head is kevin conroy the same way mm-hmm. the voice in my head is mark hamill when it comes to the joker mm-hmm. you know like as much as i love the the other portrayals of of the joker i always gravitate towards mark Hamill, no matter what oh, yeah no they're like i said they're two they're the only actors who have voiced that, that character for so long right and you know, as much as i love batman i think he needs to be put to rest for a, like for 10 years and well like what marvel does show a characters marvel's not afraid to show that not just the a-listers but the b and c list villains and heroes like, they're, right. they're not afraid because they they know that you know their fans would get tired of seeing iron man for like the 50 30th 40th time and this character you know they they elevated Iron Man to being an A-lister with the movies because Iron Man wasn't that big of a character in the comics, and a lot of people know that. Especially like comic fans, we know that Iron Man was, he had his own cartoon in the 90s, but I mean, he wasn't really like Iron everybody's Which channel? Yeah, yeah we, we uh, should actually watch on Disney+. Plus. It's only one season. I think it was on Fox. Mm-hmm. I don't remember He's that. got a, he had a mullet and a, and, a, and, a, and a thin mustache and a goatee. You know, what's funny is because it was like in the same band they were trying to capitalize on the uh, X-Men animated series because I think it was the same animated. I'm going to tell you right now, the mm-hmm. only reason why I watched Batman and X the Batman and X-Men um, cartoon series is because it went, Bat- I think it was like Batman, X-Men I don't know, remember what, what order it was in, but they were at, like one was at 4, the other one was at 4.30 and then mm-hmm. Baywatch was on at 5 and that's what I was watching. She's like, I'm watching <laughs> crappy cartoons because <laughs> I want to watch the Hoff okay? That was the war- warm-up okay. Or, 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 or you were. All she wanted was to see David Hasselhoff in his sweaty, hairy, hairy, hairy chest. I was young. I was like, and I was young. Like I in the cartoons, and I was just like, I'll watch these because I'm waiting for Big Watch to come. I'm on. waiting. I, still, I still can't believe Jason Momoa was on that show. Yeah, I know, right? I still can't. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, Jason Momoa had a. Yeah, Jason Momoa did a Australian version of Baywatch in the early 2000s. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Jason Momoa realized he was in. This is before this is before this is before his major role in Conan and Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones was what made him famous because Conan uh, kind of flopped, but I mean, like, yeah, Game of Thrones is what made him famous when he played Khal Drago. Yep. Mm-hmm. So CW getting owned. He was asking us about CW getting owned and how we feel what they're going to be doing now. <laughs> got distracted got distract to talk about famous couple of characters and how DC should just probably put the DC uh, warship with the DC universe to rest and halt for a while. Yeah. And in more TV shuffling news, the John Wick prequel series that has been in development over at Lionsgate, the Continental, has now Ooh, moved I was from- looking forward to that. Uh, it's, it's not being canceled, so they're just moving it. Has now been moved from Stars to NBC's Peacock streaming service. Yeah, because the first three John Wick movies are on there. Yeah. Right, 
Right, right, right, right. So mm-hmm. the Continental is planned um, as a three-episode event series with each episode being 90 minutes long. Ooh. And I know Lance uh, Lance Reddick is supposed to be in this. So, I mean, that's kind of a big Yes. Thing. Lance Reddick is in everything right now. So, I mean, like, you know. I, I, his I, voice, though. I mean, come on. He's got a great voice. So, spin-off synopsis. Spin-off opsis. Synopsis. Man, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to that John Wick TV show along with uh, John Wick Four. Yeah, yeah. The story, the story, so you might be interested to know that the story for the series will be told through the eyes and actions of Winston Scott, who is dragged into the hellscape of a 1975 New York City to face the past um, he thought he left behind. Winston charts a deadly course through New York's mysterious underworld in a harrowing attempt to seize the iconic hotel, which serves as the meeting point for the world's most dangerous criminals. No date for the Continental um, has been released and will be shooting on Cock. Uh, I like the way she read that. I like the emphasis. It was, it's good. <laughs> I'm not good for very many things, but semi-homemade I am. <laughs> uh, now this, moving into this next story here, um, and, and it's not to rush off the John Wick, but I know it's because uh, Wayne's about to get Don't real you, excited. You get froze on my end. Uh, I think it's freezing on Wayne. Um, my screen froze. Oh, okay, damn. we can still hear you though, so it's it's, it's okay. Uh, but again, this is okay. A- I may have to restart my computer after this. Okay, uh, but yeah, like I said, uh, this one uh, I, I I kind of teed up for Wayne earlier, right? Uh, so this one, uh, CW getting sold, but what does that mean for DC TV? What? Well, what? Guys, the DC TV universe still has a future on HBO Max after Warner Brothers Discovery cost-cutting measures axe HBO Max movies Batgirl and Wonder Twins. Um, I was upset about Batgirl but really did not care about the Wonder Twins movie at all I didn't care about the Wonder Twins in Super Friends and I care about them less in a movie uh, and the cancellation or ending of a number of DC Arrowverse shows according to Deadline the DC series the DC series that are moving along include season 2 of Peacemaker the hit Suicide Squad spinoff created by director James Gunn the Penguin spinoff series starring Colin Farrell that is set within the world of Matt Reeves the Batman movies and Green Lantern Corps the new series from Greg Berlanti, uh, the prolific producer who oversaw the CW's Arrowverse. There's no word about animated uh, Max Originals, Young Justice, or adult animated series Harley Quinn, but the creators behind the latter feel pretty good and are very hopeful the mature-rated series will return for a fourth season. Um, and I thought they said they, they were pre- in pre-production for Harley Quinn already. Oh, well. uh, season 2 of Peacemaker, starring John Cena is violent as a violent vigilante, Christopher Smith, will begin production in 2023 with Gunn writing and directing all episodes. Reeves' back Batman limited series tentatively uh, titled uh, The Penguin is on track for early 2023 shooting start. I just want to know when is Peacemaker going to make his WWE debut? Like as Peacemaker. Though, not as, as John Cena. Yes, as Peacemaker. Yeah, you know, he's just going to show up uh, in that Peacemaker costume. Like John Cena! <laughs> i'm sure she teed me up for that (laughs) no i really want to know that would be i feel like that would be epic we need to hasn't he hasn't he been asked that in an interview i I feel like he's been asked that in an interview if he would ever show up as the peacemaker in the i feel feel like we should um start a movement to everybody email um triple h and tell him that's what we want right we're all gonna email paul like today just a a (laughs) one-off you can do it at mania it's fine yeah like, dear Mr. Levesque, <laughs> I am writing to you and saying your name for emphasis. <laughs> All right, so here, here's the million-dollar question. Who's his opponent? Uh, Rey Mysterio? 
because the little dude in uh in Peacemaker beat the crap out of John Cena, so we oh. can just pretty much get a recreation of that with, with uh Rey Mysterio beating the crap out of John Cena. And Rey Mysterio has dressed up as comic book uh heroes and villains in the past as well. Yeah. Maybe Theory God. can can cash in his money in the bank. Why would Theory cash it in on Cena though? He I doesn't have know. a title. I don't know. Well, you know, well, actually, she could be onto something. Theory could cash in his money in the bank and Peacekeeper Peacemaker could uh inter interfere a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm. And he just down and be like, uh, frozen. He he keeps the peace. Yeah. He sure needed to keep the peace at SummerSlam. Remember that match? Yeah. <laughs> no. no, actually the joke with Peacemaker is uh, uh I'm willing to 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 have peace at all costs, even if it means I have to kill everybody to get it. <laughs> what an oxymoron, huh? <laughs> so funny, man. And I mean that's literally a line from the comics. Like Peacemaker is so out of his mind. <laughs> Maybe yeah, I see the irony. <laughs> Speaking of out of your mind, and some good news about Ezra Miller. The Flash star Ezra Miller says they are seeking treatment for a complex mental health issues. In a statement provided to Variety by a representative of the actor, Miller broke their silence about troubling behavior that they have exhibited in recent years, which has led to a series of legal issues and assault and abuse allegations. Uh, Miller is has Miller has also apologized for his actions. Um, they, um, they are non-binary, so that's why it's written that way. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, good, because I <laughs> struggle with that. Um, having recently gone through a time of intense crisis i now understand that i am suffering complex mental health issues and have begun ongoing treatment miller says i want to apologize to everyone that i have alarmed and upset with my past behavior i am committed to doing the necessary work to get back to a healthy safe and productive stage in my life Uh, the flash is set to run into theaters on june 23rd 2023 so i don't know if you guys follow all the drama around ezra miller but what do you guys think of them getting help for mental health? Because, dude, they've they've been a complete problem. How old is he? Uh, Mid thirties, I think. Mm, well, I mean, I always applaud people for getting help with their mental health. I mean, I I applaud that usually. Uh, I mean, I don't really know. I don't really know them that much because I haven't really followed them before. Mm-hmm. Um, was he was he the one in the in the series as well? Or no, that's Grant yeah. Gust and uh, and okay. there's a yeah, yeah, yeah. at um, CW or not CWWB is trying to find a way to kind of fix the universe and have Grant Gustin take over in the uh, in the main continuity mm-hmm. because everybody loves Grant Gustin as as yeah. the Flash like mm-hmm. he's a really good Barry Allen right yeah I didn't have a problem with Ezra Miller as Barry Allen but I mean when you are kidnapping children and breaking into people's houses and stealing stuff and mm. just doing what weird the weird stuff that Ezra Miller is doing yeah like again I I applaud them for getting help but at the same time it's like I don't think WB wants to deal with them anymore. Yeah. I, I now that now that you're saying that, yeah, I believe I was reading the stories about that now. About mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, like I said, I, I still applaud that they're getting help. That's right. that's a good thing, obviously. Um, but you're right, might not be the best look for, you know, if he if they're playing a hero, you know, might not be the best look. Well, and then also on the flip side of that is when you are playing a hero, you um that's a lot of like that's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm mm-hmm. sure like, you know, I mean I've never I'm sure being an actor for such a you know such a big actor such a, on such a big project I guess is what I'm looking for mm-hmm. that could in and of itself cause a lot of stress um, and uh, 
um, when you do have complex mental health issues, um, it's a, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. Um, right. it's a lot of un, unlearning, a lot of, um, coping mechanisms. And, um, those are, you know, they, it's not something you can go away for 30 days and be cured. Um, nope. so I feel like if he, or it seems to me that if he is to go into recovery for whatever he is, I use recovery in the broad sense. Um, if he is going to go into recovery for whatever he is struggling with, it's going to be a long road down mm -hmm. the line. Yep. Um, and, um, yeah, I guess all we could do is like wish him the best and just let Absolutely. him know that, um, you know, it, it's not anything that can be, you know, fixed overnight. Right. Yep. And that's a big step. I mean, a lot of people don't even get to that where they realize that they need help, you know, right. so at least you can, you can applaud him for at least realizing that he needs it. So see, I, I wonder if it's, if it's that they're realizing it or if it's WB saying you need help. And yeah, you that's true. That's a good point. Every good contract point. you have with us, because it's not just Justice League and the Flash. They're also in um, in the Harry Potter franchise. Uh, mm -hmm. They're one of the main characters in the um, Fantastic Beasts series. Yeah, you know? and it's like, oh yeah, that's where I recognize him yeah. from. I, I see the picture here, and that's what I recognize yeah. him from. And, and it's yeah. like you know, you already know that they're they're WB. They're uh, uh, they're willing to cut people. They cut Johnny Depp out of that whole series, and he's <laughs> you know they, they they replaced him. You know they're willing to replace you mm -hmm. in a heartbeat if you're not yep. gonna you know stay on the up and up. And I mean. I feel like they've given they, they've given them a lot of uh, uh, chances. Mm -hmm. Other actors they've just cut completely. Yeah. With Ezra Miller, like all the trouble that they keep getting into, they still give them chances. They they, they haven't cut them out of that role at all yet. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. They keep saying that they don't they want to distance themselves from from them, but like they haven't. Yeah. So maybe they're like, we think you're a good actor. We think you're good with this in this role. If you don't go and get help, you're losing everything when you're and you're we're gonna tank yeah. you. Off, dude. And maybe that. Maybe Maybe that's the reason maybe they're giving him a shot is because maybe they've had a you know behind the scenes kind of talk with him that we don't really know about and maybe they're maybe he's saying okay yeah i realize i need help and they're saying okay go get you but you know only time will tell see if he puts in the work you know right yep on to some news from a galaxy far far away comic books a new marvel uh, i always do that <laughs> <laughs> A new Marvel um, Comics one-shot will look at the present and the past and the future of the Star Wars galaxy in comics. Uh, Marvel's... Okay, I have Marv, I'm getting confused with the Marvel and the Star Wars. So... Is Marvel, Marvel something different? No, so Marvel Comics actually does their, their comics. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So Marvel's um, Star Wars uh, Revelations, a special one-off issue that will set a course for the future of Marvel's Star Wars series, currently set after Star Wars the Empire Strikes Back. Written by Mark Guggenheim. Nice. Um, Star Wars, um, known for Star Wars, Han Solo and Chewbacca, Star Wars, and Star Wars Age, uh, Age of Rebellion special. Um, as the Sith to go to war with the Crimson Dawn in the pages of Star Wars Crimson Reign, Marvel's revelations will look to the future as well as connect with the five-issue Star Wars crossover series, Star Wars Hidden Empire. Um, Star Wars Revelations Revelopsis. Star Wars Revelopsis. Synopsis. 
Star Wars, Star Wars Revelations 1 finds Darth Vader seeking out the eye of Webish Bog on Mustafar, a mysterious creature strong with the Force, in a tale that will tease the direction for Marvel's various Star Wars series. Nice. Um, now we all know that the Force can be used to glimpse the present, the past, and the possible futures. Guggenheim told StarWars.com the eye is going to show Vader all of the above, including moments that will be coming into play in 2023 all across the Star Wars line. It's a real Star Wars story with Vader at the center. Interesting. This this, this seems like a cool story. I, Crimson Rain was a really good sto- uh, book. Hidden Empire was a really good uh, crossover series that they did. Um, Han Solo and Chewbacca, that's an, that's an older one that he did, but that storyline was actually really good. Uh, and it talks about kind of like their bond. I'm not sure if this was the one also where they kind of go into like the original storyline uh, from like, I think it was in the 80s um, where Han basically sacrifices himself uh, and, and, and Chewie dies in the, in the comic, uh, which is now not canon. But like, yeah, like it's 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 interesting to kind of see what where that story is going to go. Marvel's Star Wars Revelation 1 is available in, will be available in stores in November 2022. So my birthday is in November. So you guys want to get that. Yeah, I mean, that's the idea for a present for Layak. <laughs> <laughs> On to some surprising actually, no. I, I was going to say, okay. actually, for this one, uh, okay. now this one's specifically Did for Justin G Man here. Yeah. I think he I, let me say, first of all, uh, you know, the the the, the comic uh, comic stuff and everything used to be my jam a long, long time ago. And I, I'm embarrassed to say, by all the stuff that y'all put in, I am so like out of it now, but I like this is why I listen to y'all show so I can get back into it. <laughs> right. Get back totally, comedy, uh, right. That's why I've been sitting here like the whole night, like a deer in the headlights, kind of looking like, <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Last movie I saw was probably 2012 for Marvel and everything like that. That's why I, I know I've talked to you on many occasions about, uh, you know, finding out the order, the right order to watch the Marvel movies, all that kind of stuff. Right. Thing. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Too. yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, just wanted to say that. Yeah. But this next story is specifically for Jester G Man right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, bring in. Uh, guys, on to some surprising wrestling news. Brandy Rhodes, up until this past week, had not wrestled in any capacity since the January 26th episode of AEW Dark Elevation in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, by the way, Wayne the Unknown, welcome him back. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get a let's get a round of I applause. What the hell happened? <laughs> I don't know what happened. My computer just started freezing all of a sudden. It just, everyone's like frozen and I was frozen. And I will say you sound, I don't know. The audio is better. Yeah. Your audio around. sounds way better now. Okay. I probably, cause I set my mic to the actual mic I'm using. Mm, okay. That was really weird. I missed like a whole lot. I'm like, God. And I know this, yeah. this, this thing is almost over too. Yeah. You missed, uh, we talked about, uh, about Ezra Miller getting, getting, uh, mental health help. Uh, yeah. How they're going to apologize. I think just because due to the fact that, you know, they, they're tired of being uh, called reverse flash. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a funny joke. Um, and then we talked about uh, Peacemaker and the Penguin and Green Lantern Corps and oh, Boston that's right, um, and the the, the potential uh, Penguin show uh, based off the Batman it's movie up. that came out. 
not potential. It's uh, it's going into production early 2023. Nice. I honestly think. I, I mean, I know we're talking about a AEW star returning the ring. Um, I think Colin Farrell did a really good job, despite how people were saying they wanted you know actual heavy set actor to play as Hangman. I, I think he did great. Um, hmm. There's there, there's uh, the conception that people have of the Penguin based on Danny DeVito, which is very off of what the Penguin actually is. Uh, and then you have mm-hmm. the actual Penguin. Uh, and I thought that I thought his portrayal of the Penguin was perfect. He was a, he, he was a the lead, he was a mob leader. He was a dude that ran the club. I mean, like they did a really good job. Colin Farrell did a really good job with that character, which is funny because a lot of oh, portrayals yeah, no. when he has like a Cockney accent because uh, in some in some mm-hmm. stories um, he went to school in England and then came back. Um, and uh, I like that that he made him like you know like a down dirty you know almost like New York mobster. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so so going back oh, into yeah. the uh, story we have here. So you guys are. Oops, go ahead now. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I was just making sure my computer wasn't frozen again. Okay, no, because I, I thought Wayne was going to say something. Uh, so yeah, so uh, both she and her husband Cody Rhodes would depart uh, would depart from AEW, but while Cody returned to action for WWE with plenty of fanfare uh, at WrestleMania 38, there was no word on what Brandy's future in the ring would be. PW Insider is now reporting that Rhodes competed a- at an in-house live event at the WWE Performance Center this past weekend. Cameras weren't rolling, so there's no video evidence, and she's not listed on NXT's internal roster, so it's unclear what her next step is in the company will be. Is Brandy joining the women's division? Let me know. What do you think, man? Well, I mean, obviously, now that Triple H is in charge, I believe the women's division will probably, you know, flourish. It'll probably grow, and, you know, I heard... Huh? It's already like 10 times better. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's already it's already improved leaps and browns in the last couple of weeks and everything. You know, the, the women are getting a lot more stories and they're getting longer matches. They're getting more emphasis. Uh, I think even, I, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. Obviously, I'm glad I'm saying this, but it looks like the tag titles are getting more uh, getting more valuable oh, yeah. as, as the weeks go on. Yeah, so, um, the same we, they did with the U.S. title. Yeah, yeah. And we, I mean, I think a few weeks ago, I mean, some, some me and some other wrestling uh, guys were saying that they should probably burn those titles. But now I'm I'm glad they've I'm glad I was wrong about that. I'm glad that they are being pushed and, and everything. So Brandy Rhodes, so I hear, you know, the one thing that people are admiring about her is she's definitely putting in the work. Um I don't know in her first run in WWE, she was, you know, she was just an announcer. She was just a ring announcer the first time. Right. Um I can't remember was 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 she an NXT ring, ring announcer? I think she was, and then she moved up to the main roster for one of the shows. I can't remember which show it was. Um and then in AEW, obviously I haven't been watching that. Obviously, I need to start watching watching that obviously but um but yeah i think she she could be a good asset to the women's division i think definitely so um whether she's a singles competitor or she teams up with somebody we'll we'll see what happens there and and like i said since she's already in the performance center i i think believe it or not i think she would benefit going to nxt first i think she would um and uh because i feel like i feel like generally if you put somebody like that nowadays straight from you know just showing up out of nowhere and going to the main roster it's not really a good move yeah Um, because I don't know that you know the the audience isn't the same it was back then you know so it's it's different so uh and but and yeah I think I think, like, I, think she, I think she would kill it in NXT and then yeah. build up that character build up a lot of hype around her and then move mm-hmm. from NXT to the main roster and she yeah. would just, like start I mean she would be a new competitor to go up against uh, uh all the sure. horsewomen because yeah. the thing is that 
have, you know, before what we have now, there was pretty much, you know, the only competition on the show was the was the four horsewomen. Mm-hmm. You know, now of course right now we're missing Charlotte, but we have um oh and and, and Becky's out of commission right now. Yeah. So I mean like you know uh I Sasha. hear Charlotte I hear Charlotte's returning really soon though. Yeah, I hear but they're also saying that, that that Sasha's coming back soon. So yeah. I mean you know mm-hmm. like that's there's a lot going on with that too. I think yeah. Brandy would be a good asset uh to yeah. elevate that division. Uh mm-hmm. and as far as the tag team division goes uh on, on that whole women's tag team, uh, I love that there's a story within the story happening right now. Yes. So they're doing this tournament yes. and you have the whole situation with Oscar and um and um and Alexa Bliss mm-hmm. uh going up against control and it's like I love that they're not putting them in a position where they're getting ready to go and 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 compete for the titles. Yeah. Like they're literally fighting next week for the semifinal, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a cool place to put them because it's yeah. like okay, one of those teams is obviously going to win and, and and move on and become uh or at least go to the uh to the championship match. Yeah. But does that mean that Oscar and Alexa Bliss win and uh when they get to that finals match control screws them over? I I honestly believe it or not, I think uh and I think somebody mentioned this in our group uh in my group earlier today. I would actually think it would benefit more if you put it on the heels right now. I think it would benefit more if you put it on Dakota Kai and Eo Sky. Um and let uh and let Oscar and Alexa kind of chase them a little bit. Um so yeah I would I would think that would be a better storyline. But again it's gonna what I like about it is it's gonna marinate because um you know they're gonna meet in the semifinals whoever wins that which I think it's gonna be Dakota and EO it's gonna win that one. Um then they're gonna have the six man or the six woman tag at Clash of the Castle. Right. And then after that they're gonna probably I would imagine probably Sasha and Naomi are going to be back by then and we'll probably see there's there's all, what I love about it is there's so many possibilities now that are forming they could right. you you could put a lot of teams in there and, and you know just just like a few weeks ago you had one tag team that was the women's tag that was in the women's tag division and that team obviously dropped the belts and left so right. now all of a sudden you've got a lot of teams com- uh, competing now I will say in this tournament you know not to get off on a tangent too much but in this tournament I will say that I feel like a lot of these teams were thrown together and that may have you know Triple H might have to do a little bit of polishing on that um, but you know at least you've got some of those teams in there that kind of feel organic but not yeah. all of them do so I mean like because you've had Nikki A.S.H. and uh, and Dewdrop together Which for I hope we're getting a repackage now <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know that they're saying that Dewdrop might be going back to her old um, her yeah. what was Piper it Nevin. Yep. Oh, Piper Nevin that's what it was yep, Piper uh, Nevin. So she might be going back to Piper Nevin uh, and then I and mean Nikki needs to go back to Nikki Cross I mean I, there was nothing wrong with that character that character was excellent yeah well the whole thing was because they felt that she wasn't getting over as Nikki Nikki Cross which was BS but yeah that's uh, that's completely yeah right. their whole thing was let's make her a superhero and we'll make her go get over I she think was the that, psycho Irish woman that's what she needed to be <laughs> yeah I think between yeah. that and then Piper Nevin just being psycho to begin with like yeah. you know I think yeah. two of them can just like they could be that like punk rock let me beat the crap out of everybody group and I think and, that I, would, and I think if they go back to their original personas they're cre- if they even if you put them back as a tag, tag team their tag team is going to be just credible just on their repackage even before they get back in the ring and compete they were like the female head bashers remember them yeah yeah <laughs> yep. um but yeah so so not to continue going too crazy on uh on, yeah, on the rest about wrestling all night we, we can make that an entire <laughs> episode right uh I, I gotta ask you guys a question uh I'll, before you ask this question i'm gonna say that this next topic um <laughs> this next topic is a shout out to jim our neighbor oh yeah that's right <laughs> 
<laughs> That's right. Tyler, if you're not watching anymore, dude, this is this is a big total shout out to your dad right now. Oh God. Uh so I gotta ask you guys a question, okay? No, Bill, I can't tell you where babies come from. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Who is thirsty? Thirsty in what way? For ice cream. God. <laughs> I wish I had ice cream. Yeah, thirsty for ice cream. <laughs> All right, this is the weirdest thing ever, right? Miller High Life is taking ice cream in an interesting new direction by pairing the beloved treat with another beloved treat, the dive bar. Mm -hmm. Miller High Life announced a partnership with Tipsy Scoop to create the ice cream dive bar to not just celebrate dive bars, but the 100th anniversary of the ice cream bar as well. Uh, we have an ice cream synopsis. Synopsis. You want to read it, Jack? The ice, uh, the ice cream dive bar is described as a combination of Miller High Life <clears throat> infused ice cream with mix-ins inspired by dive bars. The ice cream dive bar contains premium ice cream infused with High Life and, yes, actual High Life. <laughs> the ice cream packs <clears throat> a 5% um, alcohol. What is that? I don't know what ABB um, means. Alcohol. Uh, alcohol by volume. Alcohol yeah. by volume. Um, I knew it meant something. I just mm. didn't know. Uh, so these are definitely treats for the 21 and over um, and a delicious peanut swirl to bring in the saltiness of the iconic dive bar snack. A hint of tobacco smoke flavor oh. to represent the scent of dive bar. Okay, I don't know how I feel about that. Are they going to put a little Frank Sinatra? I, I could do like a little Frank Sinatra Jack Daniels. No, they, they're going to put a cigarette butt right in the middle of it. Oh, yeah. That's, that's going to be a cigar oh. and alcohol. Oh, I'll just stick to it. I'll just stick to a stout float if I'm going to have an adult version of something with ice cream in it. I'm good. Yeah. Um, a gooey caramel swirl for the sticky dive bar floor feeling. God, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall on this advertising, know, right? on this marketing meeting. Um, and um, a fun sprinkle of carbonated candy because High Life is the champagne of beers. It's all dipped in dark chocolate in an homage to the dark wood and dim lights of a dive bar. Holy crap what were they huh? what were they smoking at this meeting is what i it's want like, to know uh, tyler said alcohol flavored ice cream with tobacco in it yeah oh, that was yeah good. they all they, they all had two highlights in front of them while they were yeah, making this it, idea it, so. for sure okay so here's the thing i've had a bourbon flavored ice cream uh i think I've, i had it with you didn't i maybe probably okay so so ben and jerry's made a bourbon flavored ice cream i thought it tasted kind of weird but i mean like they made a bourbon flavored ice cream right miller high life should not be ice cream. I'm just throwing that out there, right? Mm, it's probably. alcoholic, which is fun, but then the tobacco flavor, like like, yeah. like I said, what are you doing? So, so you're taking this this Miller High Life ice cream, putting it around a cigarette butt. It could be like piped, <laughs> it could be like pipe tobacco, because we do have a scented yeah, that's be. pipe tobacco that I burn all the time. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's, like, it's so weird. I'm telling yeah. you, a bunch of donors went into a meeting and came up with this. Or just drunks in general, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, like said, they had a couple of High Life. Again, the drunks that sit there and drink Miller High Life. No offense, Jim. Yeah. Uh, again, come 
coming from so again coming from someone who had a thing called a stout float which is you know stout beer and then you just put the ice cream in it that's it tasted it it tasted weird i mainly had it for the ice cream it's just yeah basically a stout float it's the adult equivalent to a root beer float you're just instead of root beer it's it's a stout makes sense because stout can be a dessert beer my neighbor and i used to drink um root beer floats with a shot of bailey's in it Ooh, that sounds okay okay that sounds good that sounds better I mean, than alcoholic ice cream uh, al- alcoholic milkshakes and alcoholic things like i've had those before and they yeah. and they're good right yeah. just this seems weird well, i gotta be honest i was i was intrigued until the tobacco smoke was mentioned then i was like what <laughs> nah, yeah i was actually curious i feel about that if they sell it at stores i'll buy it just for the hell of it well i've got news for you guys when it, when it comes make sure to you that. put it on uh make sure you put it on instagram or on tiktok or something while you're trying to just look it up on instacart right now yeah but like, again so I've, I've got some news for you when it comes to this guys this unique offering will be available on tipsyscoop.com and goldbelly.com mm. if you guys aren't familiar with goldbelly uh it's where you can pretty much order anything from around the country and have it shipped to your house uh as far as food goes i've so used you, it before actually yeah I, I, and that's that's why i knew you would know you would yeah. know this uh and in tipsy scoops three new york city uh barler locations uh the treats will be available to all 50 states via overnight shipping though you will want to ensure that someone 21 plus is available to sign for the delivery because these are boozy bars. I would, have to be, I would have to. I would have to be here in order just to make sure I get it. <laughs> They're <laughs> my neighbor at- like. Oh, that'd be funny. <laughs> They're available as a six pack. Forget this, thirty six dollars. Wow, single for six bar. Pack? Yeah, for a six pack. I better taste amazing. Uh, I could just, I could just make my own for cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it sick, but I could make my own. I know, right? Like, oh, okay, stomach. Single bar yeah. can be purchased at Tipsy Scoop Barlers for six dollars each. You can order yours now. Hmm. Are we getting on Gold Billy and getting this, Jack? No, we're not going to get this and then and and like overnight it to our, uh, so we can have it. At the wedding and then like uh <laughs> we'll make a video of us trying it so that i can like throw up the the the, the taste the, of the, the serious look in her face just says her, her body language and her facial expression just says it all know, that's, not know, a, her, that's not a hell no that is like no what she's what saying is know? do not waste your money on this stupid idea yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that, maybe that's it, maybe, that's, maybe that's it was a dollar fifty or two bucks. That's maybe how sleep, but that's how you $6? sleep. That's how you sleep on the floor uh, during your honeymoon. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, so one of the best way one of the when so what what you could do is you could order your boozy ice cream dive bar ice cream, and if that doesn't quench your thirst, how about ice cold Technicolor Coca Cola? Ooh, yeah, I'm actually excited about this one. Coca Cola is. That- Sounds good, and I love Coca-Cola products. Hold on, before we move on, Tyler said he's getting it. Do it. <laughs> Coca-Cola is concluding a year-long effort to flavor the abstract with a new soda the company says tastes like dreams. Coca-Cola has announced its new drink, Coca-Cola Dream World, a soda that, sorry, a soda meant to capture technicolor tastes and surrealism of the subconscious uh, by inviting drinkers to dream with open eyes, the beverage giant said. So basically, it's going to have acid in it because it's like, oh yeah, hey, we want you to dream out loud. Maybe they just won't. <laughs> this is basically what the this is what the bottle looks like. Maybe just they the Coca bottle with just a different word. Maybe they just won't be like synthesizing the the cocaine. Oh, there it is. Because they they still just, use a derivative of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so basically, wait. So then, if I if I have one sip, I'm going to just start tripping balls. It sounds like it. Yeah. What I'm saying. It's gonna, it's, it's just give me a, just give me a bottle of uh, just give me a bottle of absinthe, and I'll be you fine. Have- it's going to have. <laughs> Acid or it's gonna have a, a, 
a, a tint of acid and some psilocybin in it and you're fine no it's probably <laughs> gonna be like a drinkable edible i know right that'd be oh that'd god be, I'm, I, I, I'm 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 looking at it right now soldiers have what flavor is the dream world cut uh, is yeah i want to know what overwhelming uh so basically it'll have an overwhelming fruit aroma well it'll rise as soon as you crack open a can basically you'll be smelling like a bunch of fruits fruity stuff so it'd be so a, this, it's gonna be a fruity flavored drink so um this dream inspired product brings to life the playfulness and brightfulness of dreams with each sip the line between fantasy and reality blurs fans will be able to unlock new taste emotions and adventures uh dream world arrives as the fourth and final edition to the coca-cola creations roster this year a series of limited edition flavors that the company has been releasing since february with the debut of coca-cola starlight you had that one yeah yeah what did it taste like um you remember yeah I, it tasted a lot like vanilla coke to me but like after like i, I had it a couple times okay. um and i actually got more of the flavors that they said it was supposed to have with the coke zero version of it mm -hmm. uh and it tasted like burnt marshmallows mm -hmm. and a little bit of raspberry oh that tastes good yeah uh, <laughs> behind starlight is it's supposed to taste like outer space uh they say that outer space smells like like cooked steak mm. right mm. or like astronauts have like you know said that it, it, it smells like cooked steak like when they when they uh when they're out there in the suits and whatnot there it is. so the idea was uh to get to simulate that 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 taste they would burnt marshmallow and and it actually wasn't it, it's pretty good so since february the, the company has released coca-cola <laughs> bite which i couldn't find anywhere and marshmallows limited edition coca-cola i had that the other day and i remember Oh, yeah, so I got the zero version of it, um, and it's a watermelon strawberry one. It actually was good, because um, I remember uh, I left the can in the living room. You're like, oh, you're getting Cokes without me? Mm. And it was like, yeah, no, it was like, because it was a limited edition marshmallow one that I found. It was a Coke Didn't zero. Didn't even so. save me a sip. I know, right? <laughs> uh, the company's first drink created in its collaboration with an artist. <clears throat> uh, since DreamWorld's flavor is based on the concept as opposed to food, it is unclear from the labeling uh, what the soda actually tastes like and it seems that it, and it seems that it's exactly what coca-cola intends coca-cola's dream world flavor is available in stores now oh, Ooh, i'm gonna look like this needs to be a 21 and over drink huh uh, it, it, it from what i was reading as well it's got a fruity tropical fruity aroma to it and someone said it tasted like yellow tic tacs <laughs> The, the weirdest the weirdest Coca-Cola drink I've had to date so far is Coca-Cola with coffee. And you can buy it in a can at your local. Oh, you like that? I drank that for a while. Before. Yeah, I, I, I drank those for a while. They were pretty good because like they come in zero. So I was drinking those too. I've ha I've had Coca-Cola with, with coffee and it was a caramel flavor. And I like oh, the Oh, yeah. I don't know how I feel it. It, it definitely, it definitely, uh, definitely be sure to, uh, it sounds like you'll be tweaking your ass off with Coca-Cola Dream World. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> definitely going to be tweaking. But, uh... I'm trying to lose hat for finding uh look it up on instacart if you can find it on instacart it'll tell you what store it's at <laughs> i'm gonna have to go to walmart i'm gonna have to go to walmart now and buy some of this stuff <laughs> <laughs> but guys, that is it for the news. Uh, are you guys ready for uh, some rumors or a rumor? I'm, I'm ready. sure. All right. I'm ready, well, to, spread, I'm ready to spread some rumors. Uh, I mean, that's kind of where we're going right now. So I don't know where to get in their nose, but I'm not mad. Tonight control. Oh, let's got some rumors. With you. Oh.
Yes, with you. <laughs> the rumor that we have for this week, it's just one I'm a little excited about, so I'm going to kind of jump right into it. Star Wars The Acolyte has a rumor that could spoil a debut of uh, a surprising character. Now, I, I was kind of hoping that we were going to see certain characters in this, and this rumor kind of brings in one of those characters I was kind of uh, uh, predicting may be in the show. Uh, the Acolyte may feature the live-action debut of one of Star Wars' most fabled characters. According to new rumors swirling online, the upcoming Disney Plus series may feature Darth Plagueis the Wise, the Sith Master who eventually took on Darth Sidious as his Sith Lord, or as his Sith Apprentice. Uh, the rumor comes from Redditor uh, U-Asakus via Bespin Bulletin, an account growing in popularity on the Star Wars leaks uh, subreddit. While the, su- while the Redditor is unable to confirm the exact role of Darth Plagueis, it's said that Sith, the, the, the Sith is involved in some shape, way, or form. Uh, the Acolyte is set in Lucasfilm's new High Republic era, which takes place approximately 100 years prior to the events of Star Wars The Phantom Menace. The date, Plagueis had, uh, to date, Plagueis has only been name-dropped by Sidious, uh, played by Ian McDermott, uh, in addition to his heftier roles in the outfit's uh, Legends continuity. Uh, if the Sith Master were to appear in the Acolyte, it would only be his first major appearance in live action, but the primary primary Star Wars continuity as well. Uh, and there's also a book uh, written by, I'm forgetting his name, Matthew Zahn, um, about Darth Plagueis the Wise uh, and kind of like where he was during... Uh, uh, apparently, he didn't die until right before the events of Episode 3. So Darth Plagueis would be officially canon then and not just part, uh, part of the extended universe like every other character we've only read in the books or video games we've seen. Well, he is canon because he's mentioned in the first movie. Oh, I mean, he will, he'll have his official, like, mm-hmm. live, like I said, live-action debut instead of what we saw, what he looks like in the books, which he's, uh, I don't know what type of race he is, but I know he's a, a member of the banking guild. Yeah, he's a member of the banking guild. Um, not the lollipop guild? Not the lollipop guild. Oh, the bank, oh, the, oh, he's a member of the banking clan? Yeah, so you, you, so you know the dudes with, like, the weird long heads? Really? Yeah, he's a member of the banking clan. Oh, that, that one guy, uh, from, uh, episode two that said the banking clan will sign your treaty. The that guy. weird, the guy with the weird nose and pale looking, the uh, human looking yeah. skin. Yeah. Okay. I need you to be a little bit more specific. <laughs> Darth, that Darth Plagueis is a part of that, uh, is a part of the banking clan. So, like, he's he or he he was. Uh, right, so, let that, me pull up a picture and show you. Right, if you look up Darth Plagueis the Wise, you'll you, you'll be able to see. So, this is what Darth Plagueis looks like. He looks like uh, <laughs> he honestly looks, looks like a character from Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is Darth Plagueis the Wise. Okay. Like he he's basically Easter Island. He's one of the Easter Island heads. Mm. <laughs> and this is what the uh, banking clan member from Episode Two looks like. Yeah. I mean, he pretty much looks exactly like that. Okay. So I imagine Darth Plagueis is going to be CGI, most likely. Not necessarily, because, I mean, with, with the way they've been doing everything lately, um, with uh, with with everybody, like all the things, I mean, they, they could probably make him a prac character. I mean, they did they did a really good job with um, Grand Inquisitor and in, in, uh, the Kenobi series. Oh, yeah. Despite, despite what people have said, I think oh, the makeup was... Well, awesome. I think the makeup... You got to remember, that show, that was a TV show compared to what you can do make a but make a budget budgets in general from a movie to a tv show are going to be different so you can you can do you do with what you have right i I think it'd be kind of cool to see dark plagueis as a practical effect it's going to be interesting but i think it'd be pulled off right so that is pretty much it for what we have uh as far as news and rumors goes uh last thing i kind of want to go over uh and this will be real short here uh but let's do a little bit of don't cross the streams uh and and what i'm bringing up here don't 
across the streams for those who aren't familiar with this it's basically just streaming rec- recommendations uh so things to watch on uh on the streaming platforms that are out right now uh and this is mainly just because there's one show that i just want to recommend to everybody because for some reason that everybody's watched it Damn man. We- <laughs> exactly <laughs> You totally stole my thunder. Sorry. Oh. I was really just trying to get. I was no. I didn't know that. I was trying to guess. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, but either way, uh, no. Yeah, guys, it is one of the most faithful adaptations from a comic book to a TV show that I've ever seen. Right? I've, I've watched parts of it with him, and I, I, I have. I want to watch it from the beginning. Yeah, it they is. Literally, pull stuff from the comics from what I've seen on TikTok. They compare the scenes from like the show to the comics, and it is spot on. Yeah, I mean, they, they some of the scenes they literally like they pulled scenes from the book and recreated them in live action, like in a way where you know a lot of times in live action stuff they're like, okay, well as long as we get the essence of it, then it's fine. Like they literally pulled scenes from the book and did it exactly scene for scene, and it looks beautiful. See, Warner Brothers, that's how you make something. <laughs> and it is Warner Brothers because that's DC Vertigo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The thing is, is because number one, Neil Gaiman wrote the show, right? He so when wrote Lucifer, create, yeah, like when you when you have when you have the creator of the book write the show and he changed a couple of things that he felt made more sense in, in an updated era um he he had control over the casting so when you see people complaining about some of the casting like a lot of people complain about uh about death right mm-hmm. um when you watch the show you understand why he cast her as death because she literally is i don't think you could have cast anybody more perfect when it came when it comes to her attitude mm-hmm. the line delivery the 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 way that she she kind of the, the emotion that she puts into the to the character you get all of the essence out of it okay i'm sorry you didn't get the 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 white madonna character that she was in the comic books that people were complaining about i think she was was great i think she she did that character so much justice guess is also in this show too i didn't realize it until i saw a clip of it mark Who? hamill mark hamill uh he has a very smart small role role in this i, I saw the clip i saw the clip i'm like <gasps> no way yeah, he, plays, uh, he plays uh pumpkin head but i mean like yeah he has a very very small role right? um even then it's mark hamill so it's, it's like you know it's one of those things where you recognize him as soon as you hear his voice because he plays a full cgi character you know but like same thing like uh matthew the raven was played by um what's his name um i'm gonna tell you right now Patton oswald Patton oswald right Patton oswald was again a perfect wow. casting for, for matthew the raven right because i'm really good with voices and i was like oh my god is that Pat? i know that voice yeah i know <laughs> uh but then tom sturridge who plays who plays morpheus who plays dream i don't again i don't think you could have cast anyone better to He's... play to play more uh, his name is tom sturridge oh okay. uh, literally looks like the character from from the comic but not only that i was telling jackie when i was watching the show the his voice in general is the same voice i made up in my head when i was reading the book it's very commanding very dark very 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 deep and it was like that's the voice in my head for morpheus and it was it it was so perfect man like you cannot get a better actor to play morpheus than than tom surge except maybe uh uh, lawrence fishburne but that's a whole different monster (laughs) i'm covering some people's heads right there oh because Morpheus. Morpheus from yeah, Matrix. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it didn't go over my head. It didn't go over most people's. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, I, I highly recommend watching that. Uh, there are scenes in this in this series that I was not expecting to see on the show. Right, like there were there, there were weird things that happened in the book or things that were like just overly violent that I was like, they're not going to put this in this TV show, and they show up. So I mean, like, there's a lot of like you know crazy things 
that happen. Um, there's a couple of things that, like, as far as like gripes, it's like there's a couple of things, very small things that I was like more like, you know, oh, they didn't do this or they didn't do this. Um, but most of it made sense. Like, uh, there's an entire story arc about how um, they retell Midsummer Night's Dream because uh, Morpheus inspires it. And there's a kind of like a shout out to it, but it, they, they don't play that through. Or uh, I was actually waiting for Jason Blood to show up when he goes to hell and, you know, they skip that whole thing. And I was like, oh, come on. No Etrigan in the demon he's man i'm still waiting for a live adaptation of uh of etric and the demon and jason blood and that's what i was saying like i was expecting because there's an entire conversation in the comic book between etrigan and uh dream when he goes to hell um that they cut out but it made sense because it was kind of like a side conversation so it was just kind of like okay i understand this they ended up uh giving the lines to another character um and i was okay with it but it was like i understand you know he probably was like i'm not gonna introduce etric and the demon and when we don't have any backstory on jason blood right so i, I get no. why they, why they chose to do that it's yeah. kind of weird how like netflix is taking some dc characters and putting it on their show and making it slightly better than what we're seeing elsewhere yeah 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 uh and, and again i i was i was i i didn't know how to feel about lucifer uh because lucifer was played by a different character and you know the tv show was based on is the same character from from the um from sandman uh and they chose to go in a different direction but honestly uh um, it worked dude she she had the role down and what's funny is uh i saw an interview with neil gaiman about it and he was like well we'll look at gwendolyn christie and look at uh uh lucifer in the comics and they show a side by side and i was like holy shit gwendolyn christie looks just like lucifer in the comic right and he was saying like you know um lucifer is not supposed to have a sex like lucifer is supposed to be sexless essentially so he was like that's why he cast gwendolyn christie because he felt that she can embody the role you know perfectly i mean yeah here is a here is a version of lucifer Morningstar from one of the comics, blonde. It looks just like Gwendolyn Christie. <laughs> and like and like Phil said, Lucifer can look like anyone. Mm -hmm. So you know, and in the TV show Lucifer, Lucifer is a male played by God. What's his name? He played as Robin Hood in another show. Yeah, um, really yeah. good actor. I, I loved him as Lucifer, man. Like he had the naivete down really well, but that was more centered around the Lucifer comic book that came later. Oh, I didn't know there. Okay, mm -hmm. there was there was like a small run on it. And this right. is this is like Netflix's third uh dc show uh there's also sweet tooth as well which was uh produced by robert downey jr mm -hmm. and that's also a vertigo show so i mean like or a vertigo comic so it's like not in the main continuity kind of thing which is nice you know yeah because they, they always do those shows justice in my opinion and i'm kind of glad i'm kind of got netflix got a hold of them instead of warner brothers dc how would you rate it uh, uh, oh. uh sandman sandman uh sorry i was i was looking at believe <laughs> but then his face is like right behind my camera so it just looked like i was looking at the camera yeah um I mean, but rating... if you've seen it you can rate it though <laughs> yeah yeah uh my rating 100 on this is gonna be uh 10 weird mask totems out of uh uh 10 uh glass cases of emotion that he is trapped in for 80 okay whatever that means <laughs> i definitely need to watch it because like i said the comparison i've seen uh it was mainly on tiktok i've seen it they were like show comparing the scenes from the tv show to the comic books especially the one common scene i've seen a lot was where he's sitting on a bench feeding birds and he's talking to death being all mopey and sad and like yeah. wow like i've never read sandman the only time i ever ever, ever heard sandman was the um audiobook done by uh voiced by james mccovey right and the the new audiobook was actually really good they had a really good cast on that one but um yeah i i i didn't read sandman until maybe about four or five years ago so i it was fairly recent that i read sandman but i fell in love with it immediately um, 
just like me. Exactly. <laughs> no, they, 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 they did a good job on the casting from what I've seen so far. Yeah, like Neil Gaiman is is one of my favorite writers of all time. Uh, just I, I, I've never read anything from Neil Gaiman that wasn't good. And this is his second and this is his uh, second uh, time a comic he's done has been turned into a TV show. Third. Th- what was the third one? Bad Omens on, on Oh on, on, uh, American Gods on Stars and then this one right here. And, and I mean Lucifer. necessarily so that's, uh, that's, Lucifer yeah, technically is another one but I mean that's four right there but also uh, there was a, there was a movie uh, that they made that was a Neil Gaiman book too. Um, it was the one with um, getting it not the Golden Compass it was like in the same like vein of those things. Like it came out around the same time it was with uh, Robert De Niro and he oh, played Oh Stardust. Like, Stardust. That's another Neil Gaiman book. That and was, uh, Coraline. Coraline is also one of his. Like I mean Neil Gaiman Coraline. Yeah well Neil Gaiman writes a lot of creepy stuff but I mean like <laughs> you know but then you t- also take not just that but like his Batman runs or you look at his uh, uh, his Justice League runs and stuff like that like he does and a Doctor lot Strange. Of dark, oh man his Doctor Strange run was really weird. He does a, he does a lot of dark stuff and yeah I don't know I don't know who Neil Gaiman was until I started watching uh, Lucifer once Netflix uh, took it over because Fox just basically no we don't want to do this anymore so I'm glad Netflix took over Lucifer. Yeah you know it was it was a really good like like, like I said everything Neil Gaiman does is good you know um, so I mean again this is probably the most faithful adaptation of any any shows that was done American Gods is pretty close um, and Bad Omens uh, I heard was a good adaptation too uh, but Sandman was like yeah I mean he's been trying to do Sandman since the 80s when when because the book the original book came out in 89 I mean I'm sure back then he was trying to wanted to make it into a movie yeah well his whole thing is you know every time that somebody's approached him with something it's never been good enough you know it's just like it's not gonna be the essence of the movie or of the book it's not gonna look as good as the book everything like that you know Netflix gave them something where you can you can get the ultra violence in in it and you can get mm-hmm. like all the different things that are a part of it um but still get like the good storytelling you could do it in 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 a, a long form format with with high production you know and it turned out great oh yeah no and netflix has a history of canceling good shows but i'm hoping they keep this one on well this one's not gonna get canceled mainly because uh mainly because the reason that they're not gonna cancel this because it's the number one show in netflix history oh so from arcane yeah no no, no. It, it surpassed arcane dude like, like oh really oh, and man Sandman right now I think they said they had um they have like 650 million views because a lot of people already have already said that they've uh they've watched the show show multiple times um they've had like 650 million views or something like that in like the matter in a matter of like a week James was asking it does Neil Gaiman have merch like mm. he might I think James is trying to prompt you to wrap yeah up. that's exactly oh yeah I was waiting for you guys to finish talking and then sorry I got I got I got I got excited oh no, no that's what we're we're here to nerd together and yeah. james is raining on our parade exactly like we're having Stop fun. on a parade james we're just following our job description james yeah, we're having fun and nerding together okay james <laughs> stop making us not nerd together oh now now he's bringing up cobra kai okay well next week when you write the copy yeah i know right make sure to add that well because james is rushing us along here ladies and gentlemen we got merch people we got merch people mm-hmm. guys 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 we have merch 
merch. Guess what kind of merch we have? Not only the hats, like the one that's on my head right here, because our hats are going like crazy. And I thank all of you guys who are rocking. Special shout outs to all the people who are buying multiples. Hats cost $35 each or $30 each if you buy multiple hats. So basically, if you buy one, $35, you buy multiple hats from us because we have them in gray and galaxy gray. And we have them in baller black for $30 each if you get multiple hats. We also have shirts. So you can get your shirts. Uh, DM us at Distance 30 on your social media of choice. Uh, we'll get your size. We'll get your shirt reserved. $20 if you're local. $25 if we got to ship it to you. So get your merch in. And if you want stickers, let us know. We'll ship you some stickers. Why? Because we can. Yeah. <laughs> All good stuff. All good stuff. Good soup. And then James goes, roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> Now, that all being said, ladies and gentlemen, you are now watching the download, but we also have the build on Mondays on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Hang out with us as I build Lego, and we hang out with all of our nerdy friends from Mondays, uh, on Mondays from 6 to 8. Set your reminder, jump in with us this week, uh, and I just put the... Uh, this uh, week, I don't think we're having a build, are we? No, we are. We are? On, on Monday, the 22nd? Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought... Was it, oh, oh, wait, no, you're right. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, because James had brought it up and he was like, oh, so are you guys going to skip this week? And I was like, no, I think we'll do it. I'll probably be home, ready to come home by Sunday night. Yeah. So. The build live from the wedding? The build Wish. live from the wedding. Uh, we're going we're gonna to live stream the wedding. We can't wait to see that. That's we, not happening. We do have, well, <laughs> we do have to do some sort of live stream something because um, half of my family can't be there. Mm -hmm. So um, we'll figure it out. We'll have to figure something out. Yeah, we'll figure something out. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we can figure something out yeah um but this monday uh on the build we have av cruz uh who is the owner operator of beehive collectibles here in sacramento uh as well as a co-host on the average nerd podcast uh you know a lot of fun with that show they do a whole bunch of stuff we've gone to live shows with them uh and then uh av has been a super hardcore supporter of us uh he uh he donates prizes whenever we do any kind of live events and things like that so it's 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 always fun actually behind jackie you can't see it right here but i have my uh beehive collectible hat right there uh that i rock when i'm not rocking the distance nerding hat uh so right there guys catch us on mondays from six to eight and then of course on wednesdays the show you're watching now from seven to whenever we're done <laughs> uh now that all being said ladies and gentlemen i believe it is time for pluggables so i'm gonna start here with jester g man go ahead man plug anything you want to plug here all right so uh um, I don't know how many people listen to the to my podcast already. Uh, so all my pluggables or everything, most of my uh, most of my social media is at STS Wrestling. Uh, the only two that are different are Twitter and Twitch. They actually have Pod on the end of STS Wrestling, so those are the, those are the only two that are different. Um, I also have a Facebook group. Um, just go to the Facebook and just type in "Setting the Stage" and it'll come right up. You can ask to join. Everything pretty cool group in there. I think we had a few more members join this week. Uh, thanks to Young Phil and uh, we talk about all kinds of things in there. We were having a few discussions in there today and I also have a podcast website if you guys want to listen to my podcast. Uh, it's also stswrestling.com uh, if you guys want to, you know, if you guys don't want to spend a lot of time searching it for on Apple Podcasts or stuff like that, that's your one-stop shop to listen to all the uh, all the episodes and I think that's it. Alright. Uh, my man Wayne the Unknown, go ahead and give me some plug 
Rumbles, man. Any uh, any shows that you're doing, any interviews, uh, any any live events you're going to be at, let everybody know where to find Wayne the Unknown. So you can find me at Wayne the Underscore Unknown on Instagram, Wayne the Unknown on Twitter, Wayne the Unknown on YouTube. Uh, let's see, starting um, end of the month, I'm going to be having another celebrity guest come on. Uh, he's a guy who played as one of the murder victims in Final Destination 4. Uh, next couple months, there are going to be some more geeking out episodes, some more cosplay contact. You can also check me out uh, in October at Adam Medford on the 8th as I will be doing another convention showcase episode. Yeah, be sure to, if you're going to that con, be sure to keep an eye out because I'll be conducting interviews with cosplayers, vendors, and special guests. And you might see him on stage with us. You never know. <laughs> there you go. Layak! Um, Give everybody your uh, your pluggables. I don't really have any pluggables. If you want to holler at me, get me on Distance Harrington Post. Um, still trying to figure my life out with Instagram. Um, but yeah, I am pretty much into anything that's like vintage history, genealogy. Um, I love to stalk ghosts. Um, stalk ghosts? Yeah, I like to find out about um, ghosts and I like to learn about people like that. It's weird. <laughs> I can't explain it. Um, but yeah, I like anything like vintage history, specifically California history, um, even more specifically Bay Area history. Um, yeah, if you are at all interested in anything like that or going to be visiting the Bay Area um, and want to do non-touristy things, um, then you can always check out um, podcast Outside Land, um, Outside Land San Francisco. Um, they also have a website, Western Neighborhoods Project. Um, there's that. If I'm a history nerd. Um, that's that's what that's what my role is here. <laughs> there we go. James is asking, how can we buy you a gift? Um, so if you want to buy a gift, um, if you go to Amazon and you search the registry for Meeker Foray, so M E E K E R space Foray, F E R R E Y, um, we're the only ones that show up. Um, so I believe there's a function you can go in there, you can choose something. I think you can even do like a group gift, um, and like put in with other people, but it'll essentially, it'll send it to our house we've already gotten um a number of wedding presents actually already um, and there are lego in there there's a ton of legos in there <laughs> mainly for phil <laughs> well, the funny thing is so okay i don't mean to make this any longer than what it needs to be but who was it was it your cousin his cousin, My cousin monica his yeah. cousin was like you have a lot of legos on there like i can't remember the conversation but the sentiment was like that seems like a you thing not a you thing like a together thing and i was like well he builds them and i hang out on his show with him so <laughs> Like it kind of is a, a you it's kind and of an thing. Us thing, yeah, yeah. And then I take them to work and put them on my bookshelf. She does do that. She <laughs> she she displays proudly displays my my work in her office, which is false advertising because then the kids think I'm into Lego, and I'm like, mm, no, I'm not. No, no, no. My <laughs> husband is. I'm I'm not into Lego at all. Yeah. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you guys know where to find us because you're here hanging out with us right now, right? There's that whole thingy thing going on right there. Uh, but of course, you can find us at Distance everywhere that anything exists. I said it at the beginning of the show, but Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, uh, on the uh, the TikToks, because that's where all the youths are at, right? They're on the TikToks. Uh, Linktree, all at Distance Nerding. Uh, so to end it off on, on, on everything here, guys, if you have something you want to discuss, tell us what you're nerding out on and make sure to let us know in our Facebook group, The Distance Nerdington Post. Buy us a taco. Join the taco party. Ladies and gentlemen, all you have to do is go 
go to distancenerding.com and you can buy us a taco. What do we do with those tacos? We get you more prizes. We get more stickers. That's how we get things to give back to everybody else that, that's here. You contribute to our show. We contribute back to you. Um, guys, that is it from us. It is time for the dance party. Uh, we are going to get here. I'm going to make sure I've got the right song going on right here. But ladies and gentlemen, as always, thanks and keep nerding together. My only Funko Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats on the big day. This was a production of the Distance Nerding Podcast and Time for Tacos Media. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok, all at Distance Nerding. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, and keep nerding together. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.